Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so excited to have you here today. We have a good show in store for you. Um, Just wanted to let you know. Today's topic is how to navigate your rights with an unfair family court system. Um, You're going to be on with myself and my guest, who is a dad and activist, Eric Gavidia. Also, I wanted to bring your attention to last week's show. If you happen to have missed it, uh, we were talking about dyslexia, misconception. Conceptions and Realities with Dr. Chelsea Johnson. Um, She's a pediatrician and uh, specializes in this field, and we talked about what is dyslexia, how does it affect you or your children, and how do you work around it. So if you happen to have missed that show or you want to see or or, uh, hear any of the shows that you might have missed, so easy to do. All you have to do is Google SoundCloud the men's advocate show that's google soundcloud the men's advocate show and you can catch up and even do some binge listening we're also on the tune in app if you want to go to uh listen to archive shows uh we're there as well so let's hop right into today's topic we're talking about navigating your rights it's seems like the court system today is really that the cards are stacked against you. How do you navigate? Uh, where do you turn? Who do you turn to? Uh, you're not alone. Unfortunately, I hate to admit that, you know, hate to reveal this, but millions of dads are going through the same thing. Actually, it's not always dad, but dads, but most of the time today it is dads. It seems like the cards are stacked against you, and there are options for you. There are solutions. I do have dads um, who have navigated the system and won. Um, today, my guest is is in that category, so we're going to learn learn from him and uh, gain gain some knowledge and help set your mind at ease that you do have options. I want to introduce uh, Eric to you. He is the founder of CommonSenseCustody.com. That's CommonSenseCustody.com. By the way, whatever I talk about today, I will put on my Facebook fan page, same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. That's Facebook, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And you can uh, see all these links that I'm talking about for your convenience. Eric has successfully fought for primary custody of his young boys and now wants to help falsely accused parents fight and win the battle for what is truly in the best interest of the child. Eric was falsely accused of domestic violence and sexual child abuse of his own children by his ex, his love, commitment, and undaunted belief that the truth will set him free to help heal the deep trauma his boys have suffered at the hands of their mother and would would hopefully reunite them. He now has primary custody and wants to use his experience to help others who have been victimized by the system and bigotry against men. Another thing which we think you might find interesting is that this process also forced him to do a lot of introspection, which may certainly have led to his good fortune with his current relationship. Today, he's got a truly beautiful both inside and out girlfriend who loves him and his two young boys very much. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you very much for having me, Linda. Yay. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) And thank you for providing this wonderful forum for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, people ask me why I do a show like this and and I just believe in justice. I hate when people are wronged or accused of something that they didn't do or they get a bad shake. I mean, if 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 the court system wants to go ahead and make a ruling and it's it's fair and just, I'm all for that. But unfortunately, I see that's not the case today. So we have to uh, band together, we have to pool our resources, we have to learn from people such as yourself who have navigated the system and won and turned this rotten set of uh, cards uh, into winners. So hopefully we can shed some light on our listeners today on how to make all this happen. So 
tell us a little bit about your story. Um, how did you end up here? Um, what happened shortly after the divorce? What was the status with your kids? Give us a, a quick uh, synopsis of how you got from there to here. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, it's hard to put together the last three years and $150,000 in a short sentence, but let me try, let me try and pull this together. So about three years ago, my, uh, my ex and I split up and, uh, she, uh, you know, got some bad advice, I think, um, had, had some experience going through the court system and, and the advice given to her was what's commonly known as the silver bullet. Uh, and she went down in the courthouse and filed uh, domestic violence papers and made a slew of uh, false allegations about me and my behavior and uh, just fabrication after fabrication. And uh, the court system, unfortunately, is, is not set up uh, to, to really investigate those uh, allegations very thoroughly. And so what they do is they um they will they will kind of take the accuser at his or her word and i and i say his or her because i don't want to turn this into a gender issue uh, I, my experience and research has shown that it really is you know it it's kind of uh, happens on both sides um but right. the allegations get made the court has to act in what they call the best interest of the children and when allegations about uh, child abuse are made, whether sexual or otherwise, um, they really take that serious. And so I thought, okay, you know, no problem. Go ahead, throw everything in the kitchen sink at me. I'm going to prove my innocence. And uh, what I came to learn very quickly was, was that uh, no matter uh, how much documentation I provided that the things that she was saying were, were false, um, it just didn't turn the corner uh, and common sense went out the window. And I started to understand that um, it was going to take a lot more time, energy and money to get my kids back home. Um, I went through a really rough patch. You know, I almost lost my house three times. Uh, I've spent over $150,000. I've lost friendships. I've lost relationships. I, I mean, it's really been the darkest and most trying time of my life, but at the same time, and you know, you mentioned this earlier, it has really made me a much, much stronger person, and I think a better father. And today I uh, have the benefit of this experience and learning some some things that I never would have thought that, that would, would have been useful. Um, you know, uh, people tell you, oh, you know, do a custody exchange at the police station because that's the safest place. I come to find out it's not. You know, there's a lot of places that are much safer than a police station parking lot to do an exchange. A lot of them don't have lighting. A lot of them don't have cameras. You need people who are going to be witnesses there. And surprising, surprise, surprise, police station parking lots don't have police in them because they're out <laughs> and about. Right? You know? right. So, exactly. So, yeah, I want to yeah. get into some of the tips that you're offering with regard to how to do but, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I hear from, from the dads and they say that, you know, the, sometimes the wife, the ex-wife doesn't have ill feelings. She just goes to file and wants to separate and handle everything amicably. And then sometimes it's the lawyer uh, that convinces her or maybe it's a family member that had a bad experience that convinces her or a coworker or whatever. And then all of a sudden now you've got five and six different opinions and a among those people, they've now put a seed in, in her head by saying, hey, gee, if you claim there's a sexual abuse or child abuse or drugs or this, that, and the other, you know, you don't have to have it verified and that will help benefit your case. So sometimes it's not even the ex. It's, it's the people who surround the ex that brainwash her into taking, kicking this thing up to the next level. So we're going to get into that as well as how to do exchanges, as well as uh, I think Eric has some tips for us a little bit later in the show. Um, he was mentioning that, you know, he spent tens of tens of thousands of dollars trying to win his case. Like what does a person do when they don't have uh, those 
finances uh, behind them. So we're going to get right back into that. If you've currently joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Write down this number, program it into your phone because we are accepting calls, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. So we're going to talk about what happens to the kids um, and parents of high-conflict divorces. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Call us uh, on our topic today. We are talking about how to navigate your rights in an unfair family court system. Our phone number is 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. So do you worry about how your kids will turn out in a high-conflict divorce? Can we stop rewarding corrupt spouses from alienating families? Do you think that the shared parenting issue doesn't involve you? So we're going to talk about all of these issues. Um, you're on with my guest, Eric Gavidia. He is a dad and also activist in this area, and he wants to help others who are coming through the system that might be in the same shoes that he experienced when he was going through this. So, um, Eric, we were talking just before the break uh, about uh, friendly places to do the exchange. You were saying that the police station, which seems like an obvious choice, absolutely is not a good choice, and you had some other recommendations. You were saying perhaps a restaurant or coffee shop go ahead and tell us yeah about that. Uh, yeah sure uh, actually I think a gro- grocery store a 24-hour grocery store is a great place to do it um, oh. there's uh, that I think that it's better than a coffee shop definitely better than the police station uh, where you know you might have to do custody exchanges in the rain and uh, you know you want to have the option to be indoors the other thing is you know 24-hour grocery stores Often have cashier uh, areas with a lot of a lot of uh, video surveillance. There's a lot of people. There's sort of like people are kind of handling money, and so there's an awareness, you know, uh, that you know things might be if things start going the wrong way, and you and your ex start uh, yelling at each other, or something goes awry. It's much much easier to have people sort of turn their attention onto you, so that you've got. Witnesses who are neither related to you nor your acts and could, if in the case of, of 
needing an, a witness further on down the line in a court situation, you could call to testify on the stand and say, you know, I don't know this person. I was there. This is what I observed kind of thing, you know. So um, I think that's one of the greatest uh, things that we can do uh, for our children because they really do deserve peaceful exchanges. Another tip that, um, that uh, you know, I... <laughs> These body cams are not just for police officers anymore. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I think uh, everyone, almost everyone nowadays has a, a smartphone with a camera phone attachment or something of the sort. And, uh, you know, hitting a record button on that and keeping that on your person in some way or, or in, in my case, you know, I, I just have I've made it the habit to, to video record every single exchange because... It really, it really so does many. keep every it really does keep everybody honest. I was uh, in my local coffee shop the other day, and there was a guy who came in, and he had uh, one of those cams on his helmet. He rode his bicycle in. He, he had a cam on his helmet. And I'm like, why are you having a cam on your helmet? And he says, well, I recently was in a car accident. He says I was riding my bicycle, and the car made a lane change, didn't see me, and he goes from you know, and and he did not win the case. And it was uh, really upsetting. And he says, from that moment on, he says, I still have to ride my bike to get to work. But he says, you know, believe you me, I'm using that cam every moment that I'm on the road because I don't want to be in that situation where, you know, I got hit and the other person is fault. And then meanwhile, the other person's insurance doesn't pay. So it's, cameras are a great way to keep everybody honest. So I agree with you. Um, it may be unsexy, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, my children were witness to an arrest. Uh, I was arrested uh, during one of the custody exchanges because she alleged that I had, had hit her when, in fact, what happened was one of my children was too young to be handed off on the ground and we did a uh, I opened my arms to receive my child and she says oh my god you just assaulted me you know I'm going to call the police blah 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 and I'm thinking to myself I opened my arms to receive him you know like wow. that's not unreasonable you know so it was those it's those kinds of things like you said it keeps people honest you know so so that even if you are in a public setting like a grocery store and people aren't watching you necessarily you still have video evidence to then take to the court and say, look, here's the truth of what happened. Here's what was said. Here's who said it, you know, that sort of thing. So that it really does kind of level the playing field, you know. And my my experience is that when those kinds of things um, are, uh, are, are in the sphere of the known, that mm -hmm. uh, former partners who have a tendency to make up stories are less likely to do it. And if they do, then they lose credibility in the eyes of the court, which really can only benefit you. Now, how did you get her to go to a grocery store? I know a lot of parents just do the exchange at school, where oftentimes you don't even have to see the opposite parent. You know, say, for example, if school ends at 3 o'clock and you pick up your kid at 3 o'clock, you're not even seeing the other parent, and vice versa. Monday morning at 8 a.m. when you do the drop-off, um, as kind of a neutral place. So would you say that, that the school is an okay place to do it or or not? Because probably the school does not have uh, cameras. Sure. Yeah, and a great question. Um, at that time, my children were too young to be in school. Um, okay. And, and it's always good to have, uh, I mean, school is not always in session, right? And so right. it's always good to have a plan B, you know. Um, now things are uh, a little bit different. We do most of our exchanges at school. We don't see each other, which is great. Um, but, uh, but at the time, uh, it, I mean, it really took me about two years to get a judge to put, actually put it in a court order. As far as getting agreement from my former partner <laughs> uh, for anything, uh, I've never gotten agreement about anything. And I mean absolutely nothing, even down to supervised uh, supervisors for what was then ordered uh, as a supervised visitation. Uh, you know, I tried to I tried to suggest people in my family and her family, her circle of friends. I mean, she just was not going to let me see my kids under any circumstances. And so every step of the way, everything that I've accomplished, I've only been able to accomplish through court order. 
So how, th- that's what I'm saying. How did you convince her to meet at the, at the supermarket? Or was that I part did, of the court order? I didn't order? know. I didn't convince her at all. It was convincing the judge that oh. that was what was necessary. Oh, because convincing... I think I'm a reasonable person. And I think if my ex would have said, oh, we're meeting at the supermarket tomorrow, I would have said, are you out of your... I mean, without knowing the story and why, I, I would not have been so open to say yes. You know what I'm saying? So right. I see. So you took it a step back, which is try to convince the judge to write it that way, write the order that way. Right. Yeah. And in fact, that is the way that the order is written is currently all these exchanges are done at school when they're not done at school. The uh, the order very clearly states the, the, the address and the uh, and the inside location as to where in the grocery store uh, uh, we do the exchanges. My experience has been that without excruciatingly painfully specific orders, uh, at least in my case, uh, my ex will find a loophole, find a way to to not be there, or to say, you know, I was around the corner, or uh, where were you? I left because you never showed up. And you know, meanwhile, I'm texting, going, where are you? You know, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's really been, it it has has my experience has taught me that you've got to really cross all of your T's, dot all of your I's, and be not one, not two, but three steps ahead of the other, the opposing party. Right. Have a plan, have a backup plan, and a third backup plan to that one, just in case things don't go your way, because that way, you know, you're thinking things through. So um, was it hard to uh, convince the judge to write the order that way? Well, not after I had been arrested in the police parking lot. (laughs) So, you know, it was, and, you know, the irony was uh, that, that, it took that, right? I mean, it really has, you'd think that the, the, the people sitting behind the bench are intelligent people, and they are, they're highly educated, but a lot of them don't have their own personal experience with what it means to deal with an ex-partner that is, as you, know, as you said, you're reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do you deal with somebody who is truly unreasonable? Um, I mean, if I were to tell you, Linda, all of the things that have, have happened in my my case that were unreasonable your head would spin i mean you know my 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 kid broke his arm i had to find out about it through him because he told me about his past that had been taken off two weeks early and you know i mean there were these kinds of she had moved out of state and i found out because he told me a story about how his grandfather had given him sleeping pills to go go on the plane and you know I, i mean it's really the kinds of things that you would think a caring parent would absolutely want to share with the co-parent uh, are things that I have fought hard, very, very, very hard, tooth and nail, to get basic information. I couldn't even get my children's immunization records so that I could enroll them in school. I mean, it's been like that. If uh, They say that, uh, that uh, truth is stranger than fiction. In my case, it certainly has been. Wow. And not only the, the bad incidences like his breaking his arm or perhaps a change in school district or his, his being, uh, you know, transferred out of state or, or out of the area, but even the good instances you're probably not aware of either, meaning that Johnny has a recital coming up or Johnny's winning an award or there's a graduation ceremony of some sort, you know, even the positive things you're not aware of. So uh, I know a lot of parents just absolutely want to disconnect um, the opposite parent completely out of their lives, all in the name of quote unquote love. Um, but when you think about it, they're, they're doing so much damage and harm to the child. And let's talk about that when we come back from the break on how um, high-conflict divorces affects the child. So if you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Call us at 951-922-3532. 32. How is this all affecting the child? See you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company. 
Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so happy to have you here today. We are talking about um, we're talking about how to navigate your rights with an unfair family court system. You're on with my guest, Dad and activist Eric Gavidia. I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit. I, I wanted to introduce a song um, from one of my uh, songwriters and dads, Chris Gill. And uh, let's have a listen, shall we? And it's called Look at Me. We had it all right from the start. How can you just take our world and tear it all apart? There's a little girl whose world is in our hands. How can I? Explain to her what we're going through Look at me and her Look at you Great. So um, that song, you can also find it on my Facebook fan page if you want to uh, download it and buy it. I think it's very apropos. It, it segues into what I want to talk about now, Eric, which is how are the kids affected by uh, the high-conflict parents? Great question, Linda. Um, you know, there's a lot of science behind um, behind what happens to children of divorce, but uh, most especially high-conflict. And um, high conflict divorce is uh, is a very complicated issue because um, has something of a gap. Um, how to define high conflict divorce? Because every divorce can be contentious, but um, but in the cases where there are uh, parental alienation, where one parent is being um, either forcibly, as in my case, or uh, or just Kind of subtly uh, ex extracted, if you will, from the other, from the children's lives. Um, there's a lot that happens to them psychologically. Um, yeah. If you look at, uh, you know, if you look at, just imagine yourself as a young child being told 
you know, your your dad is is a bad person, or your mom is a liar, or you know, whatever whatever messaging we give to them, you know, they they or even the shock and horror of seeing your parent be arrested that can't be any picnic either. <laughs> no, <laughs> no sir, certainly not. And you could you, you know you could ask my oldest son about that one, but uh, uh, but uh, yeah, you know that they, they see us as when especially when they're very young, you know, they see us as their whole world revolves around us. I mean, what we do and what we say uh, is is everything to them. They have virtually no control over where they're going to be in the next minute. You know, right. it is literally all in our hands. And so whatever it is that we do and say to them and message them is really about them. And so they begin to take this on as if it's their fault. Now, I'm no therapist, and I don't pretend to be, but... I will say that my children have definitely suffered, and I've seen it come out in a lot of different ways. Um, most recently, my eldest has been thankful, and in some ways this has actually been good, but he's been expressive about his dislike for his mom. Wow. And um, That takes and a lot I, of courage and guts to, to go there, right? Oh, especially as, as a, a six-year-old. Child. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, she's so. putting a roof over your head. So to say something like that, that's a pretty bold statement. It is a bold statement. And, you know, and I thought to myself, well, could it be that maybe I'm, you know, my energy whenever she's around is such that, you know, makes them feel uncomfortable. But it, it hasn't come out in that way at all um, when I've been around. In fact, one day I came into his room and I've got a small little whiteboard on his on his wall and he had written a message uh, expressing his dislike for his mom. And I thought to myself, my goodness, maybe it's me that, you know, I need to really watch what I do and say. And, and I'm, even without trying to be deliberately malicious, right, um, I'm uh, putting him in a position where he may feel like he's got to choose loyalties, you know. And so um, if you're the parent, if you're a parent like me who's very conscientious about that sort of thing, that's one thing. But if you're a parent who is like my, my former partner, who's actually deliberately trying to message the child to say, you know, that person is a bad person, what they interpret as children is, well, that's 50% me. Dad looks like me. I look like him. Um, you know, we live in the same household. We, we, you know, we eat the same food. We share the same experiences. And so it's, it's almost as if you're saying something negative about the child themselves and they take it on very, very personally. Um, and all of the professionals that I've engaged throughout these past three years have all said the same thing. Don't talk poorly about the other parent. Don't alienate kids from the parent. Don't force them to choose. It's even written in our court order, if you can imagine that. Um, it, it, has, uh, it has such a negative impact. You look at statistics in prison, um, the, the, the fact that there are 84% of all of the uh, prison inmates uh, have uh, come from, uh, and this is males, have come from uh, households where uh, there was no father figure, there was no dad in the picture. I don't think that that's, uh, you know, uh, a coincidence. Um, no. You know, you, there, there's a lot of a lot of information out there. I think there's some great um, professionals, um, doctors of psychology, who talk about parental alienation syndrome and um, the suicide rate among children, the drug abuse, the alcohol abuse, the depression, um, all of the the mental health issues that they develop. Um, Whether they, they even graduate from high school or go on to college. Or all of these are very uh, intertwined with uh, their interaction with their dad. So if that dad uh, is cut out of their lives, it severely impacts them. In fact, I did do a show on, on all these statistics a few months ago. I'll try to dig it up and post that on the uh, Facebook fan page for, for all of you. But it definitely does impact the child. So unfortunately, even though you're saying, Eric, that it's part of your court order, it was part of my court order too, but is there any uh, hand slapping in the event that the that alienating parent breaks that that part of the order? Of course not. <sighs> I mean, they just <laughs> no. do it anyway. I mean, they so anyway. you know, and that kind of brings me to, to my next topic that I want to talk about is, you know, 
there's the temptation and the reward to lie is so great because the reward is so huge. You know, they're getting money, they're getting uh, the other uh, parent out of their lives. Uh, they have 100% control over the child. I mean, they get a lot of uh, benefits by lying. So, is there any way to reverse all of this? Because it seems like they're not getting punished by the court system in any way. No, they're not. They're not. And as you say, you know, the temptation to lie is just too great. I mean, even honest people, uh, you know, you wave, you wave, you wave, a, a, you know, a hundred dollars in their face and go, hey, nobody's looking. No one will know. And you will not get punished for it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, why not? It, you know, why not? Right. You know, so, um, yeah, you know, the silver bullet, right. Make a false accusation, gain control, get the upper hand, get custody, get child support, get government aid, get free housing, get all of this stuff, right? And best of all, get revenge right. <laughs> against your ex. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it, unfortunately, the family court system is not sufficiently equipped to investigate all of, the, all of these kinds of things and then punish them because it's not criminal court. My lawyer said it best. He said to me, Eric, you know, Family court is like small claims with kids. And I thought to myself, what a travesty. What a, what a shame on us that, the, that our government has valued our children to uh, essentially put them in a small claims court. Um, there's, there's a few really interesting things that most people don't know about family law. And, um, and that is... And the judges that come in there are typically the very newest judges, um, and so they have very limited experience. A lot of them don't have family his, uh, family court experience. They have they also very regularly go out on two year rotations, which means that um, if you've got a very long caseload uh, and your case has can be stretched out for eighteen years, you know, you are going to see a number of of judges and they have a very short memory and so a lot of times they don't care about what happened two years ago whether or not mom accused you of you know inappropriately touching Johnny um, because what they're most concerned about with is what's happening right here right now and so there isn't any punishment now at commonsensecustody.com I've come up with and and I've run this by everybody that I know I've come up with what I think to be the most common sense and simplest solution and it's simply this, that there be a, a change in public policy such that in the case of custody, and I'm not talking about property, I'm not talking about anything to do with money, just in the case of custody, that there be a presumption of 50-50, that when there's a separation, mom gets 50%, dad gets 50%, and there are a hundred different ways. There's tons of books about how you can set up a schedule that w that is complicated and not complicated to establish 50-50 custody. That's point number one. Point number two, and this is, I think, the most important part and speaks to the question you asked. If there are allegations of abuse or domestic violence, which incidentally are crimes, one of two things happens. Either the accusing party, uh, if, they un if they are unsuccessful in proving that abuse has taken place, then they lose custody of the children entirely and are then uh, mandated to, uh, to visit with their children under supervision and they will repay all of the costs associated with the defense. In other words, if you are going to make an allegation, you better be pretty darn sure you've got the evidence that back up your claims. The second way of skinning this and, cat. And what I agree with that. And one thing I really hate with the current system is the allegation can, can be made. And at no point does the judge or the law say, where is the backup evidence? In other words, where is the Child Protective Services report? Where is the police report? Where is the psychology report? At no time does he or she ask for, uh, you know, backup information. So that's got to change, too. So if you want to make right. an allegation, 
um, get some get substantiation to it. And I agree with you too. the The pain factor for lying should be so severe that it should deter deter them from lying. So if it means that you don't get custody for five years or whatever, um, that's what it means. Or maybe you don't get custody until, you know, for the duration, for the whole 18 years, depending on the age of the child. So, you know, that pain factor, the way it is now, not only is this not being followed up and checked on, there is no pain factor for the alienating parent. They have carte blanche to do whatever they want, and that is unfair. Exactly. Um, and and the children are the ones that suffer, right? And nobody can really explain it to them as to why it has to be the way that it is, right? Right. And they're the silent victims in all of this. You know, uh, we were talking offline about abortion rights um, of the child. And, uh, you know, this this is a child who is already born, already here, and they have no rights. And they're completely silent and washed out. So that's got to change, too. So um, let's talk about some of those solutions, and I want to talk to talk to you about allegations, like our listeners um, who might be going through the same thing. How did you beat an allegation that simply isn't true? So let's talk about that right after the break. If you've just joined us, you're listening to to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Call us at 951-922-3532, We'll see you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. The premium tune-in also allows you to record and listen at a later date. Just Google TuneIn Linda Gross. That's Google TuneIn Linda Gross. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about how to navigate your rights with an unfair family court system with my guest uh, today, who is a dad and activist, Eric Gavidia. Before we get back into the topic, I want to tell you about our upcoming show, which is next Wednesday. Uh, we're here each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time and we're going to be talking about the Movember Foundation. So this is a foundation that helps stop men from dying too young. We'll be on with my guest JJ Owen of development and that'll be next week's show. So we're talking about health. Um, also an upcoming announcement with regard to supporting the Movember uh, Foundation and, uh, uh, site and everything is they're going to be having something in Los Angeles called Stouts 
and Stashes Festival and Brew Crawl. Uh, this is going to be in Venice, California, uh, starting on Windward Avenue. It'll be Saturday, November 19th from the hours of 3 to 3 to 8 p.m. So it's bringing the community together, um, and the local bars and restaurants are, are joining together to celebrate the culture and history of Great Mustaches, which is kind of their their motto and icon, um, and to raise awareness for this Movember Foundation. So join them. They're going to be having uh, live entertainment, exclusive food, and beer specials at the participating locations. That's this coming uh Saturday the 19th. So anyway, let's hop back into our topic in our, our remaining uh, moments. Uh, Eric, tell, tell us a little bit about allegations, especially if they're false allegations. What worked for you? What didn't work for you? What can you impart our listening audience? Sure. So, you know, what, what my experience was, <laughs> if you would have read what my ex had written, uh, the laundry list of things that she, the accusations she had made, you, you would have read it and, and common sense would have said, this is absurd. You know, there's no possible way that this person could be all of these things. I mean, uh, it, it, it seemed to defy logic and reason. Um, and so I went into my first court hearing thinking, well, this will be easy. You know, I, uh, I'll t- I mean, it's obvious. Obvious that this isn't true. You know, I mean, I was accused of of being alcoholic, of being a flight risk because I, I have family of of uh, I'm Latino and so I have family in Mexico whom I haven't seen for you know for, I don't know how many years and my my grandparents have been here for forty or 50, sixty years and you know uh, oh and I have a gun and I, I threaten her with it daily and she's afraid I'm going to shoot her and shoot myself and shoot or shoot the kids and shoot myself. I mean, just like crazy, crazy talk, right? And I thought, right. oh, of course the judge is going to see through this. It's no problem. Well, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> and, and I had to come back and, and literally point by point disprove each and every one. No, I'm not, not an alcoholic. I have no history of alcoholism. Uh, no, I don't own a gun. I've, you know, I, I, here's, uh, how do you prove you don't own something, right? Here's the, the difficulty is how do you prove something that's not true? Right? How do you right. prove something hasn't happened? So in my experience, the first thing I had to do was literally go point by point and state, this isn't true, this is why. This isn't true, this isn't why. Right? And so that was the first thing. The second thing was to really gather up evidence. And one of the most important pieces of advice that I would give your listeners and anybody going through this is, is collect your evidence. Document, 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 document everything. Um, I began communicating with my ex exclusively by email so that she could not come forward and, and say, he's harassing me, he's you know, calling me incessantly, he's say, saying this and that, you know, these kinds of things. I said, I said, it's very simple. We only communicate by email. So there's no way that anybody could say that I've done the things that she's done. Um I had to go and get a uh, a sexual proclivities evaluation from a professional who you know ran me through a an extensive uh, psycho- psychological evaluation to determine that I'm not inter- I'm not a pedophile I'm not interested in kids you know so um, I had to get a lot of third party evidence and it is challenging time consuming expensive uh, there are a lot of people out there who just want your money. Uh, and so it's, it's really hard to kind of fil- filter through, uh, you know, and determine what it is that you really need at any one given point. Um, the thing that the court really uh, cared about the most was to determine whether or not I was a threat to the children, right? And so I was able to, the things about alcoholism, you know, well, I'm not an alcoholic and that was enough, right? I've never had a DUI and that, that was enough. Here's my driving record, you know, the, but things like the proclivities evaluation, um, that was a lot more challenging and certainly a lot more expensive. But what it did for me was serve as the springboard to unequivocally say, this is what my former partner is willing to say about me publicly mm, to gain. That's a custody. good one. And if, and your honor, if, the, if that is what lengths this person is willing to go to, 
then who really is the more appropriate role model for our children? And it wasn't until, and this is how I got primary custody, it wasn't until we went through a, a very extensive custody evaluation, which interviewed me, my friends, my family. He came to my home. He, you know, checked to make sure there was food in the refrigerator. You know, I mean, the whole nine yards, right? You know, really extensive. And, and is that person provided uh, to you by the courts or is it a neutral person? Because otherwise, if you go ahead and hire a professional like that, they might say, oh, this person is biased or you've paid them off to write the report in such a way. Right, so, right. So is Very that something... Point. Yeah, so was that something that was, you know, appointed to you by the court? Yeah. Yeah, so what happened the first time, you know, like I said, I said, throw everything in the kitchen sink at me. I'll disprove you. I hired somebody. And, of course, she came back and said, oh, he was, she was, he was biased or whatever. And I said, okay, Your Honor, you choose. And so, and so the, the, the court said, okay, fine, we'll, we select this person and you two stipulate to it. And so that's what we did. And so that took that argument off the table. Right. Um, and, and, and I think if you take it one step further, when you start the, um, the interview process, just state clearly in the written records that you have never met this person, you have no knowledge of this person or their company, you've never done business with them. And so you want to establish distance, that there, that there is no, um, you know, n no allegiance to this person that he, that he or she is writing the report in a certain way. Exactly. Yeah, great. Good, good points. Um, okay, we just have a few seconds left here remaining. Let's address the person who says, why should I care? Maybe I'm not divorced. Maybe I'm happily married. Maybe I'm not married at all and don't even have kids. Um, I think that type of person is a citizen and they should get involved with their government agencies. I'm working very hard with uh, uh, my state representatives to try to get our laws, uh, you know, our laws passed. Just in a few seconds, what do you say to that person? Well, I say, you know, absolutely get involved because the cost is ultimately on you. If you're a taxpayer, you're, you and the community are paying for it. These broken families more likely to experience bankruptcy, foreclosures, and get involved in the criminal justice system. All of that costs money. Thank you, everybody. That rounds out our show today. We'll see you uh, each and every week, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Eric, for joining our show. A great topic. And we'll see you next time. I'm on the Men's Advocate.